Welcome everyone. I'm Sue Barber, author, former IT director for a Fortune 500 company, turn executive coach, and this is the Visibility Factor podcast, where we explore how to raise your visibility and play bigger at work and in life. We'll explore key topics and welcome guests that help you shift your thinking about yourself so you can see new possibilities for your leadership. I'm on a mission to create a visibility movement for leaders to show their value and be seen for their true talent. Are you ready to take the next step towards a higher level of visibility for yourself? Let's go. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Visibility Factor podcast. This is Sue Barber, your host. In episode 6, I talked about imposter syndrome, how it can impact your success, and the six types of imposter syndrome from my book, The Visibility Factor. I'll include the link to that episode in the show notes so you can go back and listen to it if you missed it. Today's episode is going to focus on the first type of imposter syndrome, agreeable accommodator, also known as people-pleasing. How do you recognize someone who is challenged with being an agreeable accommodator? They operate day-to-day and make decisions on what they do based on the fact that they want to be liked and belong. There is a fear of not belonging or being thought of in a negative way that overrules anything else that they may want for themselves. Although they may not want to, a people-pleaser will give up their own time in a heartbeat to make others happy. So why do other people's wants and needs matter more than their own? Most of the time it's because they want harmony in their relationships. They want everyone around them to be happy. They'll follow the rules, they'll do whatever is asked of them to keep it that way. In order to accomplish that, however, there is one major drawback. They put themselves last without even realizing it. It is never the right answer to let your self-worth revolve around others' needs instead of your own. So I wanted to start off with a movie example for you. Some of you may have seen this movie called The Runaway Bride. Julia Roberts stars in this movie along with Richard Gere. And she had this people-pleasing, agreeable accommodator disease. I'll give you a quick summary in case you haven't seen the movie. But Julia's character attempts to get married three different times. Each time she almost gets down the aisle, she runs away at the last minute. And she lives in a very small town where everyone knows everyone. It became quite the big deal that she kept running away from getting married. Her family and friends would put her down, make jokes about how many times she had run away from her very own weddings. Richard Gere plays a reporter who comes into town to do a story about her. He wants to understand why is she running? What is happening for her? What he figured out was that she adapted herself to be what each of her potential husbands wanted her to be. She wasn't showing them who she was and what she liked. She ran away each time because deep down she knew in her heart that none of these men knew anything about her, who she really was. So I won't give away the ending, but she finally does learn what she likes and what she wants out of her life. For many people, agreeing and accommodating starts early in life. If you can see yourself in any of these thoughts or behaviors where you may not be doing something that you want to do but allowing others to have a voice, it could be a habit that started in childhood. You could have created a story in your head that others were more important as a coping mechanism to keep you safe at a time when you may have felt like you wanted to avoid criticism, keep the peace, or avoid confrontation. It could also be that you were given recognition as a child for doing good things for others, and then it becomes a habit and you're wired to keep doing it. I definitely had this experience myself when I was in 4th grade. My teacher, Sister Loretta, you'll read about her in the book if you read the book. She encouraged us to bring in change for those who were less fortunate, people in uh, other countries who didn't have as much as we did. 
And so I would bring coins in every day to try to encourage myself to do the right thing, to be seen as someone who is helping others. And pretty soon, Sister Loretta noticed that. And she called me out in front of everyone else and said, what a great job Sue's doing. She's bringing money in for the less fortunate every day. Well, what did that do? It encouraged me to put others before myself. It also gave me the limelight, which I didn't really want at that point in my life. But I wanted to keep doing that. I saw it as a good thing because I got rewarded for it. Just like you get rewarded for when you get an A in class or your parents you know, pat you on the head and say, great job, whether that's for sports or something that you're doing in school, you begin to see that that is important because you're getting recognition for that people-pleasing habit. It becomes so ingrained in you over time and without realizing it, it becomes something that you do when you're an adult as well. You're no longer a child, but that same habit is inside of you and you've been doing it for so many years that you don't even realize you're doing it anymore. Here's another example of a client that will help you see what this type of behavior looks like. Julie's friend, Michael, asked her to go to dinner with him. As he said the words, she told me, I thought to myself, I have a million things to do, so I should say no, but then he's gonna be upset with me. So what did she do? She said yes, though she didn't even really wanna go. Julie is a people pleaser, and in her view, it is more important to make her friend happy and say yes than it is to put herself first and say no. So let's talk about what some of the classic behaviors of an agreeable accommodator are. They put other people's needs before their own. They don't prioritize themselves at work or at home, even though they are doing what they think is best. What they don't realize is that everyone else gets the priority and they get whatever is left over. Whatever energy is left over, whatever time is left over, that's all they get. And for me, that used to be maybe an hour at the end of the day after kids were in bed, work was done, supper was all finished. I only probably got an hour, which isn't very much if you look at it that way. Some people pleasers will volunteer to take on more work, even though they have limited bandwidth, work late at night because they're helping others, or in some cases, they may be doing other people's work instead of their own. They don't push back for fear of being seen in a negative light by others. This isn't sustainable, and all it does is lead to burnout. They won't challenge others. They may have differing opinions on topics, but to keep the peace, they won't share them. Remember, they feel it's important to belong. They could be viewed as what's called an order taker, someone who just says yes to whatever's asked of them. They follow the rules. They do what their boss asks of them, even if they aren't sure it's the right thing to do for the business. They avoid the hard conversations and don't give feedback to their team because it may be difficult. Their fear of whether their team member will like them is more important than helping their team member see that they need to shift their behavior. That's not serving a direct report to keep that hidden because that direct report can't grow and develop if they don't know what they're doing wrong. They will give in to stronger personalities who seem like they know more. A lack of self-trust and an overwhelming fear of not fitting into the group will cause them to give in when they should actually push back and advocate for themselves on their position or a topic. They'll sit in the back of the room and let others sit at the table. As you probably know by now, that was definitely my story. They will put others on a pedestal instead of seeing themselves as equals. Think about that for a second. If you're having a conversation with someone and you put them up on a pedestal, the way you talk to them, the way you interact with them is very different than if you interact with them as equals. Think about that in your interactions that you have every day. How could you see yourself as an equal and have a conversation that's different, that actually shows your value? 
In Julie's case, she's someone who accommodates everyone else. Being needed actually fulfills something inside of her. She has a strong work ethic, she wants to be relied on by others, and will do whatever it takes to put others first, though it is to her and her team's detriment. So I asked Julie, is that how you want to show up as a leader for yourself and your team? She said, I didn't even believe that I had the option to say no when people ask me stuff that I didn't really have time to do or I didn't have the bandwidth for. As we continued to coach together, Julie gained more awareness of her agreeable behaviors and where she accommodated too much. She could see that these habits didn't serve her or her team. Paolo Coelho, author of The Alchemist and many other books said, when you say yes to others, make sure you are not saying no to yourself. This was a big step for Julie to reflect before she actually said yes to people. It's going to take her time to learn how to put herself first, but she is on the right path now. She is not just automatically saying yes to people. So look at the things in your life that you're saying yes to right now. Do you actually want to do them or are you doing them to make someone else happy? What if you tried an experiment and said no to a few of them? If you struggle to do this, which I used to struggle with, here's a few example phrases that you can use. So if someone invites you to something, let's say to a movie, you can say, thank you for the invitation, but I'm not available to attend the movie tonight. You don't have to explain anything, only that you aren't available. If you're asked to help on a project when your plate is already full, try. I would love to help on that project, but I have a full workload right now. If I complete something soon, I will let you know. Notice that in these examples, no apologies are used. You don't have to apologize when you say no to someone else. You have the choice to do what is right for you in your personal and professional life. Use your voice to ask for what you want and set boundaries so you have time to accomplish your own goals. Don't leave that one hour a night for yourself to catch up on everything that you want to do. Having these types of responses ready to go will help you feel authentic when you are saying them. You don't have to explain yourself or say anything else. Just try this. I promise you, it's going to feel amazing to make your own choices and to get to decide what you do with your time. For one week, just ask yourself whether or not you really want to do something before you respond. You can say yes to things that make you happy and excited to do them and no to everything else. It can be that simple. One of the things that I didn't realize was something that would help me was asking questions. If this is something that you struggle with, would you like to do something different? Are you ready to experiment with putting yourself first? There is a tendency for people pleasers to assume that if they're being asked for something, it must be important and they should drop everything else that they're doing. I would ask you not to make those assumptions. Ask yourself or the other person some key questions first. So let's go through a couple examples. If you get a meeting request about a project update, for example, could you respond to them in an email versus having a meeting? Since you're trying to finish your own project deadline, provide some transparency to the other person about what your priorities are and that you have no time to meet today. However, you'll send a status update to them in email. If they still have questions, they can let you know. It would save you a ton of time not to have to drop what you're doing and go meet with someone else that you could possibly just handle it via an email. What if you ask the person, how urgent is this request? And see if it could be delayed. One of my favorite questions that rarely gets asked is, what is the priority of this? Is it that important that I have to do it now? Is it urgent? Ask yourself those questions, but ask them. Don't make assumptions. What if the other person just happened to see you and wanted to bring it to your attention that they needed something done? Ask the question and push back so you don't give up your time. 
If someone sends you a meeting invite and you are busy and you don't have time, send back an alternate time to me without any explanation. Most people are not going to even blink about that. They're going to assume you already had something and they're not going to question it. But we create a story that if we don't say yes, they're going to think differently of us. What if you send back an alternate time to meet without any explanation? No one's even going to blink at this. They'll just assume that you have something else going on and they will take the alternate time and meet with you then, I promise. I know some of these things may feel uncomfortable, but it is just because you haven't done it before. So why is this important? If you continue to focus on being an agreeable accommodator or a people pleaser, you're going to continue to want harmony with every relationship in your life. Other people are going to see you as someone who is nice, agreeable, a good team player, and gets everything done, which is good. That's a good thing. But what they don't realize is they have no idea that you're giving up all of these other things that you want and need, including your opinions, your time, to maintain that harmony and accommodate their requests. Settling for what everyone wants takes a toll. Holding everything in and not sharing your true thoughts creates resentment inside of you. That continues to build until you finally let it out. It will feel like a relief when you let it out, but the people around you are going to be surprised by this outburst and feel like it's so out of character for you. Remember, you're kind, you're nice, you get along all the time. It's going to make you feel good for a short time because you've gotten it off your chest. But then the cycle is going to begin again where you hold it in. So this is a cycle, this is a pattern that you may have where you don't talk about the things that you want. As I mentioned in episode six, I have experienced all the types of imposter syndrome, but this one was a big habit that I had to break. I would hold it all in until I couldn't do it anymore. I kept so many things in when I should have said something. I settled instead of asking for what I wanted, and it took me way too many years to realize this, and that is when I knew I had to make a change. It wasn't fair to the people around me. I had to begin to do this for myself, my marriage, and to set a better example for my kids. I wanted them to know that it's okay to ask for what you want, that you don't have to settle, that you can ask for the things that you want in your life and not give them up for everyone else. They could put themselves first and be able to still accomplish their goals, still be a good team player, still have good relationships, even if I hadn't set the example beforehand. Once I started to do this, I saw a change in them. I really wanted them to know that it was okay. So how about you? Have you ever been upset with someone about something that they said, but you never told them? I bet you have. The next time you run into them, all you can think about is what they said to you. However, they don't even know you're upset, so they don't bring it up. But how do you feel? Frustrated, angry, sad? You have to be the one that says something when something happens that you're not happy with. You can't wait for three months like I used to do. Don't assume that they know what they did. Other people are not mind readers. They're operating with their own thoughts, ideas, and their own lives. Take the responsibility to advocate for yourself and tell them what's wrong. You could have misinterpreted something and now it's become a big thing that never should have gotten that far. What if you told people that you've been keeping things in and you aren't going to do it anymore? The people who love and respect you wouldn't want you to keep it in. They probably had no idea you were even doing it because you never told them. You may not have even known you were doing it yourself. Just imagine how freeing it would be if you said exactly how you felt about things in the moment instead of holding them in. Think of the example that you could be setting for others by stepping out of the shadows and standing on your own. Life is too short to live the life that someone else thinks you should live. 
it's time to let go of being so agreeable and accommodating and make choices for your own life. I see speaking up and advocating for yourself is a form of visibility. So here's a recap of some of the things that we talked about today. You never considered what it would be like if you asked questions or suggested alternatives. You didn't want to look bad or appear to push back on others. Those choices have consequences, though. Now you have to get your own work done at night like I used to when you'd rather be with your family. No one else knows that you chose others over yourself because it is only felt by you. Recognize that the impact is only to you. So when you make those choices, think about that. There are always trade-offs to be made, but it shouldn't always be you who has to compromise your wants and needs for others. Consider this, your permission slip to try a different approach. Experiment with some of these ideas. You will see how great it feels to make your own decisions about your time and what you do with it. As a coach, there are times where I need to be direct with clients or say something bold to help them see other perspectives. I need to focus on serving them in the best way that I can, not pleasing them. I may be the only person who actually tells them the truth about themselves or a situation. If I don't tell them, then who will? I would ask you to do the same for yourself. Give yourself the permission to stop holding things in and share the truth with others. Is there someone that you need to give feedback to or have a difficult conversation with in your life? Will you serve them or please them? I know that this can be a challenging thing to do, but people will trust and respect you so much more if you tell them the truth. They can't grow and improve if you don't share the information with them, and it's your responsibility as a leader to do that for your team. Stop seeking out the approval of others and second-guessing yourself. Be willing to stand up for what you think is important and actually say it. Will everyone always agree with you? No, not always. But you may learn something from it or find a compromise. If you are holding something back, then ask yourself why you are doing it. Is it to avoid a conflict or to prevent others from seeing you stand out on your own? Don't be afraid to say no to someone's request if it is going to have a negative impact on you and your time. Look for alternatives to delay or reschedule or maybe come up with an alternative way of doing it. Don't let others have the only voice and opinion. Your thoughts and opinions matter. People who value themselves are valued by others. Put yourself at the top of your priority list. Here are today's rise and shine visibility tips. If you are the person who is an agreeable accommodator or people pleaser, take the time to look at the things that you have been automatically saying yes to without even thinking about it. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. Saying no to someone will not cause them to stop being your friend or hold it against you. They will respect you more for standing up for yourself and your time and your efforts. If you are the person who works with someone who is an agreeable accommodator, that may be a peer or someone who works for you, remember that they want to be liked and will say yes quickly without always thinking about whether they actually want to do whatever the request is. Ask them a few different ways if they really mean yes before you just accept that they want to do it. It could be that they have a hidden no underneath that yes, and it's up to you to push to make sure that they really are agreeing to whatever that request is. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Visibility Factor podcast. I look forward to talking with you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Visibility Factor podcast. Remember that visibility starts with small steps that are intentional and consistent each day. 
Be bold, be visible, be the leader you were meant to be. Find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, which are highlighted in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Visibility Factor Podcast.